0: Hello and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada, and with me, he's back. Nate Shepard is here. James Bitter, are you guys ready to talk some March Madness? Let's do it. The time has arrived. Um, We'll get into it really quickly, um, just to kind of preface what we're going to do. We're going to hit all four first four games. Um, Our thoughts on the spread, total, whatever. Um, and then we are going to go game by game or the first round and we are going to, so this is going to kind of kick off our, we're going to do a, a the sharp side bracket. And so the three of us will, um, so we'll kind of like vote on which teams we want to advance. And we'll, so we're today we're starting with the West and the East, I believe, right? Yes. West and the East. Um, and so we will kind of vote our way to a eventual team in the championship and then tomorrow we will do the same with the south and the midwest until and then at the end of that one we will pick our winner um we did not really have any sort of trial run so this there is a small chance this just ends up brutally chalky in which case i would hate that but if that's the case then you guys can pick against it in the bracket contest we're having just 20 bucks to enter you get two entries um one of my entries will be this bracket, um, and yeah. So winner, um, winner take all. You have the best bracket. You deserve all the money. Um, we ready to get into it? Let's hop on in. Let's Although I, I, I guess maybe, maybe it won't be winner take all. I guess I haven't decided yet. But as of now, that's what it's likely going to be. But let is let's get right into it. To the first first four game, um, I'm just going to go from top to bracket down. So, we're going to start with App State versus Norfolk State with the winner of this game taking on Gonzaga. Uh, App State is lane three. Norfolk State is uh, – or, excuse me, the total is at 133.5. James, we discussed this on Sunday night, and mm-hmm. you liked App State. I kind of – I kind of like – Norfolk State um, they rank higher in raw efficiency ratings they're gonna uh, press the hell out of App state and um, they they score best when they um, they force turnovers and they get out in transition um, Norfolk State runs a a really aggressive 2-3 matchup zone and I think that app state will kind of be a um, will struggle uh, and one of their games against I forget one of their games in the conference uh, in their conference tournament they hit like a little scoring drought um, when they went up one of the teams that ran zone. So I think we could see something uh, similar here. And Norfolk State shoots the three really well, and they will have a huge rebound advantage. So so I like Norfolk State uh, to win the game here. Do you guys have any big opinions on this? Um, no,
1: I was just playing out state because I could – if you gave me a, nap, a map and told me to point to which state Norfolk State was in, I'd go over ten. So
0: Norfolk is not a state. <laughs> well,
1: I said which state it's in,
0: <laughs> no unless God. it's not in the United
1: States. Doesn't
0: the, oh, uh, oh, the SDSU? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Twitter can't always tweet that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nate, anything?
2: Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Norfolk State
0: sounds For good. <laughs> all the reasons
2: you said. I don't know. I don't know much on this game. They shoot
0: three well. Um, yeah. You know what the best part about this game is?
2: It yeah. won't matter because they're
0: about to get killed in their next game. Yeah. Moving on to the other 16 matchup. Um, I'm going to save the uh, 211 games for last because they're more interesting. Mount St. Mary's is a pick versus Texas Southern. Total is 133. Um, I've bet. I've already bet the under at 132 and a half. So I guess I'm a bum there. Mount St. Mary's is a snail, and they are very good and big inside on defense. And Texas Southern has a very one dimensional offense that has one very good player, but they can be too reliant on him at times. His name is Michael Weathers. Um, and this is also a kind of a play against Mount St. Mary's defense. Their offense, or excuse me, their offense, their offense is terrible. So I like the under and they play really slow. So anything here, guys?
1: I watched a total of eight minutes between the four sixteen 16 seeds, and I was App State. So, no, I don't have anything on the other three teams.
0: Sounds good. Nate?
2: Um, I'll take Mount St. Mary's just because it looks like they have a better player. Uh, Jalen Gibbs um, looks to be, like, the best player on the court. So,
0: yeah, I'll take Mount St. Mary's. Probably not going to play this one either way, though. Sounds good. Uh, Moving on to games that I think we'll actually enjoy talking about. Wichita State is a pick versus Drake. This line has come down a couple points. Mostly due, due to the news surrounding Shaq Hempill, Drake's best player. Total is 140 and a half. Um, I bet Drake plus 105. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this game, uh, James.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on the Drake train. Uh, you talked about his importance, uh, Hempill's importance last pod, and I just don't think Wichita State's very good. If you look at their body of work this year, they don't have any bad losses, but they only have one win on that schedule. If you look and you're like, wow. And that was against Houston at home in a pretty good spot for them. Um, so let's ride with Drake.
2: Yeah, I'm also riding with Drake here. Um, get a lot of turnovers, just a better offensive team. Um, I mean, their defense isn't great, but I just don't – I'm not big on the Wichita State
0: train. So, yeah, I'll take Drake as well. One thing about Wichita State that I really want to fade is that they went 10-2 and two in close games, which – Um, These are just games six points points and less. That's absurd, and I expect some form of regression. For a team who doesn't shoot free throws very well, that is wildly impressive and lucky. Um, I would argue that Wichita State doesn't necessarily belong in this um, tournament, and I think that Drake, they open as a dog, and they are just a better – just a better, like, constructed team. Um, I think Drake kind of handles them. Drake is a really popular pick in this game, but, and I think that I'll kind of mention this as we head along a bit, but uh, just because it's a popular pick doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong pick. So, well, give me Drake line. They're winning. They're taking it down. Final first four game. Tom Ezzo leads the Michigan State Spartans against Mick Cronin and the UCLA Bruins. Um, Michigan State is laying a point and a half and the total is 135 and a half. Now, James, I thought I heard you mention that you like Michigan State to the sweet 16. Ooh. Do you still believe this?
1: I don't know if I ever said sweet 16, but oh, I do think okay. they could beat I thought, UCLA and BYU.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, that's a good lead-in. I do like Michigan State here. Uh, I saw a stat today. Izzo's been favored in 12 games by, either by pick all the way to minus three, and he's nine and, two, nine and three in those games. Uh, he's a great coach in March. Uh, and I just don't like the way you see, like, close the year. Michigan State had some good wins to kind of get themselves into the tournament. So I think these teams were heading two opposite directions to close the year. I think Michigan State can take some of that momentum in here.
0: What do you think, Nate?
2: Yeah, I also like Michigan State. Um, I was kind of going back and forth on this game, but uh, I am going to go with you and say that Tom Izzo, he has that March March factor where I feel like he just seems to, like even even in losses, I feel like he doesn't get blown out very much. And, I mean, obviously this is a pretty close line, but I do think Michigan State's coming in at the right time. They're pretty hot. Um, UCLA kind of, you know, not so much so
0: i i lean to the under um i'm worried that i i i should probably check but i'm worried that i may not have gotten the best of the number per se i'm gonna quickly check no, where it, it, it's, it opened down to, it's, it's down to
1: it's down two points and a half. yeah
0: um so i i would still i guess i, I still lean under um both of these teams shoot a lot of mid-range to deep twos. And I have said a lot in the past that um, I just try and either look for unders on teams like this or um, maybe fade them. It kind of works out that both these teams, while they do it efficiently, they both shoot a bunch of them. I think that the way these defenses will be set up, it will be kind of fit to stop that. And so I will take my chances on some kind of, Three point barrage that I don't think will happen in this game, and um, neither neither of these teams uh, really run, like get out and try and run on you. So I don't don't think that'll be much of a worry either. So leaning under, leaning uh, the under. Are we? Uh, I guess we don't really in a bracket. You don't need to make picks on these.
1: But um, do we all agree that the winner of this game does beat BYU? No, no. You guys don't think that. No. Yeah, I thought you said you did Chess with UCLA. Oh,
0: um, I don't know i I've been going back and forth on whether I think UCLA is actually good or not. So, and and I, I've I've also kind of talked myself into. Well, I guess we'll we'll talk to it. In, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Shouldn't yeah, we'll get te- tease too much. To the west we go. I'm um, just going down the bracket. Oklahoma minus two. Taking on Missouri. Totals at 141. And Nate, I'll let you start. What are you looking at here? And who do you think will win? Um, this is a tough game for me to pick because I'm not too fond of
2: either of these teams. Um, if I had to lead one way, I would lean Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma, you know, doesn't give up a ton of free throws per game and they get a lot of turnovers. Um, and. Missouri does give up a lot of free throws. So yeah, I I think I'll take, I'll take the Sooners minus two um, on a total. I don't know. I'd probably lean. I'd probably lean under.
0: Uh, James, do you at all disagree? Uh, I
1: lean over, but I think Oklahoma minus two is a good play here. Uh, It's, I want to like it more, but the way Oklahoma closed the season kind of scares me a little bit. But Missouri is just a team I've said for a month plus when they get to the tournament, I want to fade them. And I think this is actually a pretty good spot for it. Uh, If you watch Missouri basketball, as much as I do, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) they foul like there is no tomorrow. If their opponent is not in the double bonus, both halves, it is a sheer miracle. Tillman, their best player, fouls out every other game so it just hurts them a lot and missouri is incredibly bad at free throws which really hurts you in the tournament oklahoma is a pretty good shooting team and i think they can take advantage of that and gets gets the line a lot so give me oklahoma minus two um
0: tillman has fouled out one two three my missing one three times this year which is kind of crazy but what was it We're, yeah. weren't two in back-to-back games close closed the year no uh last game against florida no, he fouled Ar- out and then la- uh this last game arkansas. against arkansas he fouled out but yeah, he yeah. has at least three fouls every game so the thing is yeah. is it doesn't matter if he's fouling out it matters if he's off the floor and so That's like what yeah and so if he picks up those quick fouls early which austin reeves is just kind of talented at putting bigs and bigger guards in foul trouble um that's going to really, really affect what Missouri can do on offense because going into this game, they will win if Tillman stays in the game and just dominates the Oklahoma front court. I don't think Manic can really stick him that well. And unless they want to play Kirk Quoth more, I don't see how Tillman doesn't have a monster game. Um, so I'm with you on, guys. On the other
1: side of that, though, I, I, I would argue that Manic's a nightmare for Tillman, too. Because Manic can live out by the three point line and draw him out of the paint.
0: That's very true, and and so what's going to happen is that Oklahoma runs a lot of um, pick and roll, but with Manic. But instead of um, and if Missouri does not switch, then either Reeves will be on Tillman, or um, or one of the other bigs. I forget the other the the other one fouls a ton too. Um, Ron, the big white guy. I think, I think I, I, I forget He's horrible. He's, yeah. I love when he's on the court. <laughs> he's <is> horrible. <laughs> um, but so they're going to want to get Reeves or drew Smith off Reeves. Cause drew Smith is such an incredible defender. Um, he's good. And, but then what's going to happen is they're going to be able to let Brady manic pop. If, uh, and if they don't switch, then manic will be wide open for yep. threes. So I agree. Are we Oh, for, also I'm going to imagine that Gonzack advances. Uh, So we're all in agreement advancing Oklahoma. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Oklahoma. All righty. Nate. UCSB plays Creighton. Creighton's laying seven and a half points. Total is 138. My friend, where are you looking at in this game?
2: Okay, this is one where I feel like I'm going to go against the public. Um, Well, I don't know. I guess I'll get into that later. I like UCSB to cover the spread. Um because no, of, that's not know. that's not against the public. Yeah. Well I I think I th- yeah, well I'll I'll get into it later. I think uh, UCSB is gonna be able to cover the spread and I think they're gonna um they're coming in hot and Creighton's obviously not coming in hot after that loss to Georgetown. I just don't think UCSB is as talented as uh, people think. And I think they're getting a little overvalued. I think a lot of people are gonna pick them to advance here, and I think I think someone in this podcast is going to do that as well. Maybe two. That's me. <laughs> um, Multiple. So, all right, sounds like I'm dying on this hill then. Uh, yeah, I like UCSB to cover the spread. I like Creighton to advance,
0: though. Um, all right, so Creighton in a close game. Yeah. Um, I would like to point out that if you listen to the Sharp Side podcast, then you were on UCSB. What a month and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe not that long, but it felt like a while ago. Um, yeah. Shocker. I like UCSB. Um, I bet them at nine or nine and a half. I forget. So I've, I've got a very nice number here. I probably should have came back and middled when it went way down. Um, I listen, I think UCSB is very live to win this game. I think they have a similar talent level to Creighton. Um, but I think Creighton has this, like, this ability to just to just go absolutely nuclear on offense that not a lot of other teams have. Just the problem with them is that they're so inconsistent, and um, I, I don't, I just can't count on the consistency of their defense and their offense game to game. So I will have UCSB advancing. Um, I, I got to. I, for For my own personal brand, if I didn't, I'd be a fraud. So go Gauchos, baby. James, what do you think?
1: I mean, my gut kind of tells me Creighton wins, but I'm also going to ride UCSB. I just question a lot of what's going on in that Creighton locker room right now. I mean, Mc, okay. McDermott was suspended indefinitely, and then they brought him back the next day before the Big East tournament. Uh, they played well against UConn, and then in the final, they just got ran out of the stadium by – georgetown who's playing very well right now but uh i just i don't like the circumstances surrounding creighton right now and if they go cold like they're fully capable of doing uh ucsb is very live in this game and ucsb like they can shoot the ball too they're a good little team and they are a popular pick oh they're right not a little advanced. team James. A good, a good little team from a little conference
0: but i'm gonna ride ucsb as well
1: i have them as fans i have them advancing
0: um, one thing I would like to point out is that UCSB does an excellent job at taking or uh, pushing teams off the three-point line so they they're very good at, at um, forcing teams not to shoot threes and for a team like Creighton that's gonna be huge to stop them just because a majority of their shots come from the three and they sh- uh, shoot make them at a very efficient rate um, and I think that a uh, UCSB will have they'll they'll strangely have an advantage inside where Miles Norris will create a mismatch. Amadou so will collect every. Crane's not going to get a lot of offensive rebounds on UCSB, so. Give me give me the Gauchos, Nate. Are you vetoing this? Um, no, I mean,
2: no, I don't have an enemy to veto, but okay, I'll I'll save that one for later.
0: All right, um, next game, Virginia. Taking on Ohio, another popular um, upset pick here. Virginia has lane seven points. Total is 131. Uh, let's see. Uh, James, who do you like here and why?
1: I bet Ohio plus eight and a half, and that number is continuing to go down. Uh, I hope it climbs back up because I'm going to Vegas on Friday and I really want to bet this game. But give me Ohio there's a lot of uncertainty right now with Virginia and the COVID that they have. So at best, they only have a day of practice. Um, and I love what I saw of Ohio. I mean, Jason Preston is the truth. That man facilitates and creates offense. Like no one I've ever seen. What worries me here is Jay Huff for Virginia. I don't know if Ohio has anyone that can guard him.
0: Oh, they have which no is, one.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is he could have a field day, but. It also Virginia also said they have one player out and they have not announced who it is. so maybe by miracles Joff, then I'd really like Ohio, but uh, just another tidbit too, the defending champ uh, since Florida repeated back in two thousand six, two thousand and seven has not made it out of the first weekend. So if you're looking to fade Virginia, it, history says you should in the first two rounds.
0: Uh, Nate, your thoughts. Yeah, I also like Ohio
2: here, and I think I like, I think they're pretty live in this game to win. Um, Virginia doesn't force a lot of turnovers, doesn't really rebound the ball well. Um, I mean, like neither does Ohio, but or on the offense end, they don't really rebound well. But I just think uh, I feel like if I were to lean one way on the total, I'd probably lean under. Um, and I'll take give me give me give me Ohio plus seven. I'll take that.
0: Um, so I have a Ohio bet. So I actually got mixed up. Um, UCSB, I think I got at eight and Ohio, I got at nine and a half. Um, so I have a, an Ohio bet and I don't love it right now. Um, the more I've kind of looked into it, uh, the more I see that Ohio, they uh, opponents shoot a lot of threes against them and Virginia makes a lot of threes. And now the one thing I'm hoping for is some kind of rust, Gets factored in. Um, Virginia is not practice, or is, will not be practicing until Thursday. I believe the game is Friday, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It's Saturday. Virginia it's Saturday. won't be practicing until Thursday earliest, so they okay. actually might get two days in.
0: Um,
1: but I mean, but it's hard to imagine those practices being more than shootarounds. I mean, I doubt they're going five on five if they haven't played in over a week, and they're gonna have two games potentially in three days. That's
0: true. So I think the best look is Ohio first half because okay. I, like I, th- I think uh, or uh, see the, this kind of narrative-y thing is kind of tough to peg just because is will Virginia uh, Virginia, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> will Virginia will Virginia be um, kind of sloppy and like rusty coming out the gate or will tired legs befall them and um they kind of run out of the gas at the end I think Ohio's defense is bad it is not good but I've been I've been preaching the last few weeks that I don't think Virginia's defense is very good and I think that with Jason Preston running the show I think Dwight Wilson is actually a very capable offensive big and I do think that he could uh steal a couple points um just kind of cleaning up for Jason Preston or at different kinds of misses. Um, I think Ohio will be live in this game. That being said, I do think a Virginia domination is possible. So I, I just don't love this game as much. Ohio's I love first half. Plus what four four? I love I that. Like that. that. Yeah, I think I like
2: that's that a too.
1: great angle. If you watched Ohio in the MAC tournament, they came out like a Ferrari. They, Within five minutes, they're up in every game by 10-plus, so I love that, too. Vanderplass is also a very capable shooter for Ohio, and I think if Ohio is shooting well and playing even somewhat of a semblance of defense, I think they're also
0: pretty live here, too. Really quick, I'd like to see where they're playing this game. If they're playing this in Lucas Oil, I want to fade the hell out of Virginia. They're not. They're playing plus- in an Assembly Hall. Uh, just – You get those football stadiums and and I'm I'm telling you, yes, I've shot around in like the Gonzaga gym with the bleachers pushed back and I'm I'm not even going to lie. I went way long my first two shots and then went way short my next two. Like getting like that depth perception down is very tough. Now, these are much more talented basketball players than I am, which I'm not trying to compare myself to them which this should be pretty obvious but um there i do believe there is something to that and um it won't matter they're playing in assembly hall indiana's arena but um just something to keep in mind uh, also to keep in mind maybe bet a team's under if they go from say assembly hall to lucas oil um in their second game where maybe you see more of a kind of like a drastic, um kind of setting drop off uh take effect um but are we advancing ohio i am i'm down for chaos <laughs> yeah i'm down yeah. too i'm
1: down for chaos in the region it doesn't matter this whoever wins this game is losing probably next game
0: agreed i'm all in on that um usc taking on the winner of wichita state versus drake um James you start. I kind of have a weird opinion on this.
1: Uh I actually like USC to make a little bit of a run in this tournament. I just think Mobley and I mean the link that they have between him and his brother and some of those other bigs on USC poses a lot of problems especially for a mid-major like Wichita or potentially Drake whoever wins that game. Uh so I like them to advance here. Obviously there's no line or no like potential matchups to really talk about here but I will have USC advancing.
2: Um Yeah, I agree with you. I also like USC to advance uh, for kind of every point you just said, plus just Evan Mobley's a beast, um, and I think they'll dominate anybody that he plays in that potential game.
0: I think Drake wins, Mm. but I don't think Wichita State wins. I think Drake wins because I think they are big enough to keep Mobley off the offensive glass. Um, and Darnell Brody is is a beast. Six um, ten, athletic. If Sha- Shaq Hemphill uh, would be back, if nothing bad happens to him, um, I don't know. Like Drake will be more athletic than them, um, and they're good enough at shooting Drake too. Drake will be
1: more athletic than USC. I I
0: I I kind of I think so
1: oh i don't know about that i think usc is
0: going to have the best athlete on the floor but i think drake as a team is just a faster like jumpier team and i think that'll kind of play their advantage usc is not an athletic team like isaiah mobley like he's good but it's not like he's like this like big leap or anything like he's just long and big um yeah and like drew peterson is just like you're Casual 6'9'' uh, white guy who drills threes. Ta- Tajidi is, like, I wouldn't really classify him as an athlete. Um, and, I, like, there, there's other guys. But, like, when discussing the impact players of these teams, um, I don't see – I don't know if – how do I put this? I don't know if there's going to be, like, a – the like, normally – a high power team versus a mid-major you have that edge to lean back on and i don't think that usc has that and i think it might even tilt the other way drake is a great i already said that they're they're great inside and um and also like bigger teams don't really affect them much even um like they were able to steal a a win against loyalist chicago who has crutwig patrol in the middle. and they defend the three well. I I think Drake is very underrated right now because of how they finished the season. But Joseph Yasifu ch- took a huge step forward replacing Roman Penn, and he quickly became one of the bet- the best scores uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference. So, give me Drake. I I hope I convinced you guys. I'd imagine I didn't. But what do you guys <laughs> think? Still taking. Yeah.
1: Place? Yeah, I the thing you want to see.
2: All righty. You made a great case, though, I'll be honest. You were you were convincing,
1: but, like, at the end of the day, no one in the country can really guard Evan Mobley. and Drake's a great story, but – See, I
0: think, I think, they, think they have the coach easy. and the you know, personnel to be able to double him yeah. effectively. Sorry, what was that? But
1: I, no, I, I said I, I agree. They probably do have a coaching advantage, but, yeah, I, I'd give me USC still
0: righty, Moving on. 2. Uh who is next? I lost my spot. Eastern
1: ah. Washington, Kansas.
0: Yes. And Kansas is laying 10 and a half. Total is at uh, 145 and a half. Uh can Kansas lose? Nate, I'll kick it to yes. you. Well, like
2: if Kansas is fully if everyone's in for Kansas, like I, I think I'm taking Kansas and uh even minus 10. But uh I think I'm just going to adopt like the fade every team on a COVID Layoff, I guess I'll call it, or it has COVID problems. So, uh, I'm probably going to take Eastern Washington plus ten here, and but I think I'm going to take Kansas to advance. Um, Eastern Washington's just not very good, um, even though I think it'd be really cool for them to advance. But you know, they don't get a lot of turnovers. They don't really shoot well. They don't. Re- they just don't jump off the page for me at all. And I think Kansas, regardless even if they like, even if those guys are out while well, I mean, they are out, but like, they're, they're still gonna be able to play defense and they're still going to be able to, you know, score.
1: There's a case to be made for Eastern Washington here. I mean, we there. saw Kansas two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago against UTSA or UTEP, one of the two. And they trailed the entire game until about four minutes left. Like with eight minutes, they were down by 10 plus points. And McCormick carried them to the end. Uh, and he, he brought him back to win. But McCormick right now is not practicing and is unsure whether or not he'll travel with the team. I think he was the positive case and the reason why Kansas had to leave the Big 12 tournament. So if they're not practicing until Saturday and their most important player is out on offense, there's totally a case to be made for Eastern Washington. And I think that's why that line has moved down a point and a half. Uh, I don't think I'm crazy enough to say Eastern Washington wins, but I think they can put up a really good game here.
0: So I am crazy enough to say that Eastern Washington can win. Um, Losing Jalen Wilson is huge because Kansas is not a deep team. And they have a fantastic starting five. But after that, their bench is not very talented. Um, Bryce Thompson is largely disappointed all year. And with Eastern Washington, I get a pretty – like I get a pretty experienced group who makes a bunch of threes. And they defend the three well. Granted, they're, they're going to face the most athletic team they faced all year. They don't turn the ball over. Um, and they defend the... Uh, they uh, do a good job of not letting teams score a bunch of second-chance points on them. Granted, that was against much lesser competition. But um, I think they are going to be live here. I do like Eastern Washington plus 10.5 is the last I checked. Um,
1: Still 10.5, yeah.
0: Um, and... So, like for these kinds of upsets, you need a team that is really proficient in one thing in order to win. Um, Eastern Washington just gets out, uh, gets out, and transition runs and scores a bunch of points. And if they're bombing threes, watch out, Kansas, because Kansas could absolutely struggle here. So, uh, and what is
1: March without a Kansas losing to a double-digit seat?
0: Oof. got me there? um i would be perfectly okay if we did not have kansas it's not a do or die for me but i'm i'm okay with advancing eastern washington here
1: i'm a coin flip uh like eastern washington but i i'd have usc beaten the winner in this game so it's not the biggest concern in the world to me
2: all right let's take eastern washington (laughs)
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> we stupid. got
2: three double digit seats so <laughs> like five
0: absolute mayhem all, all we need to do is hit one of these and we'll look really smart um yeah heading to the bottom two games we have Oregon taking on VCU V uh VCU I would bet plus six Oregon is now laying five and a half total is 137 and a half um Nate what do you think Oregon advancing
2: um so we were talking about this pre pod and I kind of like Oregon and now that I look at it, I'm kind of leaning more towards VCU, VCU. I think this is gonna be a really good game. VCU, great defense, Oregon, pretty great offense. Um, I think I'm definitely taking the points with VCU and I think I'm going to take VCU to advance just because Oregon doesn't shoot free throws. Well, um they don't really read they they just again they just don't jump off the page me anything i mean they shoot pretty consistently but uh i mean vcu is 22nd in the country in defending our effective field goal rate or effective defensive field goal rating um so yeah i'll take vcu
0: um we'll make that uh vcu advancing unless james wants to veto because i really like uh, vcu i think they win um their offense is not special by any means i will add um, when they played without bones highland it was especially bad but their def- i think their defense is legit and one of the better defenses in the country they are top 5 in block rate and i believe and they are top 10 in turnover percentage so like good luck if you're oregon Oregon is, does not have a strong post presence to kind of take advantage of that, nor, um, they just don't have great post players to dump it off to and try and get, uh, like a more consistent stream of buckets. And VC was another team that, um, they kind of push you off the three point line so that it's harder to make threes and they do a great job of finding the three Oregon relies on the three to, uh, and that's part of the reason why Oregon's offense has been so good this year. I'm not a believer in Oregon's defense. I think they're not, they're not big. Um, they're just kind of long ever since they lost Nafali Dante. Um, I kind of lost faith that Oregon could really turn into anything great. So give me VCU here. Um, I think Oregon's going to be a pretty popular pick to make a deep run just because Dana Altman can just snap his fingers and turn Oregon into a magical team to March, but I'm not buying in this year. So, Go VCU. Yes,
1: VCU is a great defense, and they create a lot of turnovers. But Oregon's an offense that doesn't really turn it over. And on top of that, VCU is in the 300s in defensive rebounding. And even though Oregon doesn't have a great post presence, it's not a great rebounding team. It's another area they can, can exploit. And if you're getting offensive rebounds, it leads to second-chance points in open three-point shooters. And Oregon is uh, – where is it? 13th in the country in three-point percentage at 39.9. Yeah, that might be due for a little bit of regression, but I just think the Ducks are too good, and I'm just just not sold on VCU. I think it will be a close game, but uh, Oregon's better free throw shooting team than VCU. VCU has never been good with free throws. Um, I think that I could come down could come down to that, and I have I have Oregon advancing, so I'm going to use my veto.
0: righty. Oregon advances. And James uses the veto. Um, yes. Moving on, Iowa. Takes on Grand Canyon. James, you're going to wish you didn't use it. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I, I was laying 14 anyway, and a half.
1: So, whatever.
0: <laughs> I was laying 14 and a half. Total is 144 and a half. Nate, why is Grand Canyon winning? All right.
2: Here's the thing. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think Grand Canyon has the guys to guard Luca Garza without having to double him. And if you're not doubling Luca Garza, he's not able to pass – to those open guys on the perimeter and they're not going to be as effective from shooting from three. So I think as far as like a play here, I really like the under, um, because I think Grand Canyon has the guys to guard Luca and not be able and not leave those shooters for Iowa open. Um, I also like Grand Canyon plus 14 and a half. And I like, I think Grand Canyon is live to win in this game. I think they just have the personnel to do it. Um, I mean, they defend against – they're sixth in the country in effective uh, defensive field goal rating. And they they get a lot of defensive rebounds. They're 15th in the country in defensive rebounding percentage. They're 14th in the country in second points percentage. You know, I I think this is is the fifth – if there's going to be a 15 upset, it's this one. Give me the antelopes to advance.
0: James, what do you think?
2: I mean –
1: I obviously don't agree with them winning. I think they can keep it close. They do have some towers down low, but was just got too many options, and I think at the end of the day, that, that'll prevail. But curious to see what you say.
0: Sorry, I was muted there. Um, I agree with Nate's point. I think that being able to go one-on-one with Luka Garza is huge. And I, I, so I think they keep it close. That being said, um, I don't think they're a good enough three-point shooting team to kind of take advantage of it, uh, of like Iowa's defense. I don't know if Grand Cain's going to be able to score enough. I think their defense is going to be able to do enough to kind of um, keep it close. So I, do, I am kind of leaning to the under a little bit, but – Grand Canyon probably isn't winning as as fun as it is to think about. And as much as I've been on the Iowa has been overrated all year train, the offense is still elite and they hit threes at an insane pace rate, whatever. Um, So I, I will, I will admit that Iowa will advance here and will I be shocked if Grand Canyon wins? Hell no. But uh, looking at Grand Canyon plus 15 plus 14 and a half. Are we all in agreement?
2: Yeah. I'm, oh, with Grand Canyon <laughs> plus 14 and a half? Yeah.
0: Um, there's a large middle there. Grand Canyon can cover an Iowa can win. Yep, there you go. Uh, so let's wrap up the West. Gonzaga, um, Oklahoma.
1: Zags. Zags.
0: Although I do
1: think Oklahoma could give them a pretty good game. Better than I, maybe they see the rest of the regional.
0: I think Although it'll I, be their hardest I, I game. A better game.
1: Yeah, I, okay. I think Missouri would actually be a better game for, against Gonzaga, but Oklahoma has the shooters to keep it close.
0: Yeah. Uh, UCSB, Ohio. <laughs> UCSB. no Gauchos, baby. Sure. <laughs> 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 oh, how about this one? USC, Eastern Washington. USC.
1: I know Eastern Washington is not having one remotely.
0: Yeah, Navy. USC. Okay. Um, that was pretty easy. Uh, and then finally, Oregon-Iowa. I'm actually curious to hear what you guys th- say mm-hmm. about this.
1: I might lean to Oregon, honestly.
0: Oh, I It's an interesting not. matchup.
1: Yeah. I, they Is this an interesting matchup?
0: There. Iowa wins by three. I, th- I think Oregon
1: – okay, well, I guess we're going Iowa.
0: Nate, what do you think? You're the tiebreaker. Um, oh, man, I'll take Iowa. Yeah. Uh, that, that gives a very interesting uh, lead eight – um match or excuse me sweet 16 matchup gonzaga ucsb <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay next one
0: <laughs> oh because we're taking the gauchos right
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking
0: all right gonzaga advances um and then finally usc iowa
1: Ooh. i iowa, i think garza can kind of mobilize or keep mobley in check but mobley's is also just way mobley. more athletic uh-huh. yeah that's what i was gonna say and I got twisted with my words. Uh, I think Mobley's. Way or more can it go the other way around? I will. I mean, yes, but I was still as the shooters and like just better overall players than USC does outside of Mobley.
0: Nate, what do you think? I I I kind
2: of like USC here. I don't know if like I'm I'm actually interested if this is the matchup to see what the line would be. I just. If, you, if USC, like, shoots well, I think they, they could hang with Iowa. I kind of like USC.
1: USC does play outstanding defense when they play well.
2: USC looks very bad at times, though. Like, oh, that, they, that Colorado look, game, that first oh half my looked God. absolutely horrendous.
1: They have some games that make you shake your head, and then others where you're like, wow, this seems
2: good. Like, that first half of that Colorado game, they looked horrible, and then that second half, it was, like, a totally different team.
1: Yeah. Charles, you're the tiebreaker.
0: This is tough because I hate Iowa and I've really hated this team all year. Screw it. USC advances. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, Gonzaga, USC. Mobley Gonzaga. eats. Gonzaga wins. Are we in agreement? That'll be a good game, though. Yes. I think. All right. Gonzaga, final four. Everyone's surprised. Not really. Uh, Michigan versus the winner of the four, uh, first four game. I'm just kidding. LSU against the Bonneys. Um, LSU laying a point and a half. Totals at 144. Um, Nate, I'll kick it to you. Where are you looking here? So
2: on that same podcast where you said uh, UCSB to the Sweet 16. That is true. I also said St. Bonaventure to the yes, Sweet 16. Sir. And let me tell you, I mean, they're underseated, but I still like their path, especially if Livers is out. I mean, we'll get into that later, but I like the Bonnies here. We're getting a point and a half. Um, I think they're just the better team. I mean, their offense is 36th in the nation, defense is 24th. LSU is 124th in defense. Um, they don't LSU doesn't rebound well. I just think I think St. Bonaventure is just the better team overall.
0: Ellis, I'm with you. I think LSU is more talented, but the Bonneys are the better team there. There's your like, you confusing saying of the day. Um, I think that LSU, the team gets too much tunnel vision at time and at times, and especially with Cameron Thomas, he's so talented, but if he has a rough, um, a rough night, which can, he can't, does go into rough, rough stretches, this offense gets very um, inefficient and it doesn't help when your defense sucks too. I think that, um, the number is good. I, if it gets to two, I'm going to bet the Bonnie's on the money line right now. I just don't like that number that much. Um, but so I just want a little bit more juice to bet, uh, Bonnie's money line. That being said, the Bonnies are fantastic inside where LSU is normally really successful. Um, and, um, the Bonneys will be able to take advantage of a weak LSU um, interior defense. So give me the Bonnies. Also, Bonneys are going to feast on the offensive boards. LSU yeah. is a bad defensive rebounding team.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to win this one because I already my veto, and I'm kind of mixed on this game, but I do kind of like LSU, like just for the reason you said, talent. And I love the way that they play in the SEC tournament. I mean – they looked really good against Arkansas and even against Bama. I didn't see much of the game, actually, none of it. But I mean, coming in as six and a half, seven point dogs and almost winning that game outright and having a chance to, it was pretty impressive. Um, if LSU is efficient on offense and Cameron Thomas plays well, I think they win this game. Uh, they can go inside and out, and I mean, that's their offense: driving kick, driving kick, try to pick up fouls. Uh, I'm concerned about them defensively, which is the case you guys made. Uh, and they're really bad at rebounding on defense, which is also a killer. Um, but I just think LSU is more talented, and sometimes talent beats just good teams. So I have LSU, but it sounds like we're advancing at Bonaventure.
0: Sounds like we are. Nate, any, any right. final words? Go Bonnie's. Go Bonnie's, baby. Um, all right, Colorado. Minus five, taking on Georgetown. Total is 138.5. Georgetown is screaming hot right now. I do not have much of of an opinion on this game. I am willing to be swayed by either of you. Um, Nate, I'll kick it to you to start things off. Okay. I
2: like Colorado here. Um, I think Georgetown, yeah, they're coming in red hot. But it's can they – can they carry that over from a conference tournament into March into March Madness? I mean, I feel like we sometimes these teams that come in off hot conference tournament play they kind of get overbought. Um, so I, I definitely like Colorado to advance, and I think I, I like the minus five too. Um, I don't really have an opinion on the total at all, but I just Georgetown, George, <laughs> like I don't get. Don't get swayed by a good conference tournament. I mean, yeah, they played really well, but I do think Colorado is the much better team just all around.
0: James?
1: I'm so mixed on this one.
2: I want to like
1: Georgetown, but I mean, if you look at their season long stats compared to just like that one week they got hot, it's not very pretty. And I mean, they played out of their minds. They moved up to 35th best team in uh, Torvik, and I, I have no idea where they were before that. Probably in the 60s, they're in the 70s.
0: They're in the 50s.
1: 50s. Um, like, I love the way they played, and if they bring that grid out and play the same way, I, they're totally live here, but I think Colorado is just a better team and has better players. Um, I think the coaching matchup, I don't think there's really a, a huge matchup uh, advantage either way, so I think it's kind of a wash, but Colorado's a better team than advanced Colorado
0: I think there's a big coaching edge for Colorado I don't think Patrick Ewing is a very good coach um, so total, Has Ted
1: Boyle done anything in the dance though?
0: Um, probably not but you look that up while, while I go ahead and talk that okay. um, full props to Georgetown for getting this far I think that they were a lot better than people originally gave them credit for now they're worse than people are giving them credit for. They got really lucky with um, just beating up on a really bad Marquette team, a really banged up Villanova team. They escaped with a one-point win. Seton Hall Seton Hall missed about four big-time free throws down the stretch that would have greatly changed the game, and these were uh, free throws from, I think, all free throw shooters were 80% and above, and – I think Mamu missed one, one guy missed two and something else happened. And then they absolutely dominated Creighton, but Creighton was also shooting themselves in the foot just with a horrific, probably their worst offensive performance in years, I would argue. Um, give me Colorado. I'm thinking about laying the points. I'm kind of hoping late Georgetown money comes in. If not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but um. I am all on for Colorado to advance.
2: All right, let's advance Colorado
0: then. Tad Boyle never made a sweet 16. Yeah. Well, he's not going to this year either because I love Florida State. Um, (laughs) Florida State, lane 10.5 versus UNC Greensboro. Um, The total is 145. Uh, Yes, 145. And um, James, your thoughts on this game?
1: USC uh, Greensboro is another team I actually haven't seen a whole lot of this year. I've seen some of the SOCON teams. Greensboro's just never really made it onto my screen. Uh, from what I've read up on, they press like there's no tomorrow. And it's two teams that are actually somewhat similar to each other in playing style just based on the way they play defense. But, I mean, <clears throat> Florida State's just got athletes after athletes after athletes. And if they're not turning the ball over like they did against Georgia Tech the last two times they've played them, they're an elite team. And I think as a four seed, they're – they have a lot of potential to go to the Final Four, so I have them advancing here.
0: Nate, what do you think?
2: Yeah, um, I like Florida State. I don't really get the uh, public appeal of UNC Greensboro. Um,
0: Is there I, public appeal? I, feel I like... seen,
2: uh, They're getting bought down. I, I've seen some really?
0: people. That surprises
2: yeah. me. Anyways, yeah.
0: continue. I'm sorry.
2: I mean, that was I, I don't have much on this game. I just think Florida State's a much better team. I like them to cover, and I like them to advance.
0: So I'm actually really thinking about laying the points here. Um, Florida State's offense and interior defense are going to present huge problems for um, UNC Greensboro. And UNC Greensboro forces uh, teams to shoot a bunch of threes, and that is just not going to fly against Florida State, who is a top-10 three-point shooting team in the country. Um, I think Florida state is just going to be way too long and athletic for UNC Greensboro to handle. There's going to be a lot of hay made about Isaiah Miller. He's very talented and he uh, gets up, just racks up steals and um, he's a good player, but he takes a lot of questionable shots. And I think that it will reflect in kind of like his shooting percentages and stuff, but he's certainly a stat stuffer, gets a bunch of boards, dishes out a bunch of assists and he, for the most part, he takes good care of the ball. But um, I don't think he's going to be able to do enough to really win this game. Willing to eat my words on that one. I think Florida State rolls here.
2: Yeah. Florida State.
0: moved on. Two. Uh, uh, we had to talk about it at some point. BYU taking on Michigan State and UCLA. Or, excuse me, or UCLA <laughs> taking on both of them would make things pretty tough. Um, any thoughts here? I don't have much. I've been going back and forth. James, you think that Michigan State can win? So, kind of lay out that case right there.
1: Uh, I just I think BYU is overseeded. We've seen like recent years. I think last year, three of the eleven C's won. Uh, I think both plans won their game. Uh, sometimes these playing teams can actually get momentum, which is kind of why I'm he- more hesitant on USC if they face Drake, but it's kind of like the same handicap here. I just don't think BYU is that good, and I think they got a lot of props for that first half against Gonzaga when they shut the lights out. Um, and then they obviously returned back down to earth in the second half, but uh, I think it's, it's Izzo, and, Izzo and Marsh. That's like the main argument here, and I just I don't think BYU is that great. I was pretty surprised to see them as a six seed, honestly.
2: So, Nate, I think, think oh, I'm thinking BYU wins. And I'm, I, I don't I know. What, I mean, obviously, we don't know the line, but I th- I think they're going to cover Alex Barcelo is a bucket. Um, and Matt Harms is huge. Um, Caleb Lower, Lower, sounds, Lower? sounds Lower. right. It's like loner. I'm talking about the super, it's,
1: it's loner. loner, it's the loner. super blonde guy. Yeah. yeah,
2: that guy's kind of a bucket. Um, I like BYU.
1: I'm sure it'll be close to a pick. I mean, UCLA and Michigan State are pretty big names, so.
2: If it's
0: close to a pick, I'm going to really bet BYU.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. So you like them to advance then?
1: <sighs> well, it certainly sounds that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That would be, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. BYU. Yeah, um, BYU. I, I have no reasoning behind that, really. Which I apologize, but I like. I just don't think Michigan State and UCLA are, are very appealing, other than they're athletic and they have good coaches. But I like, think, I think yeah. I think, which like that's that sounds like pretty good reasoning to back them. But I think Mark Pope is one of the like the best coaches in the country,
1: and they did an excellent job this year.
0: And I like BYU can they really shoot, and unless Matt Harms gets exposed for being the soft. Um, <laughs> Soft, soft boy that he is. Then I don't. Which I don't know if Michigan State or UCLA can take advantage of that. So, give me, give me BYU to advance. Pretty, we're pretty shocky so far. Have yeah, it's a little different
2: than the last region. I mean, we yeah, we last region we had three uh, double-digit seeds go to the round of 32. So I
0: think we're all right. Yes, almost four too. Yeah, could um, have been four. Texas, <laughs> Abilene Christian um texas is laying nine points total is 140 and a half um nate where are you looking here
2: um i think i like the over here yeah i think i like the over and i also like texas to advance um i think texas too long too athletic too experienced in the guard position um i want to say that those experienced guard or those teams that are experienced don't usually get upset early in march um and yeah that's pretty much all i got i don't got much on abilene christian i'll be honest
0: they can shoot would i say the total was 140 i love this over cool yeah Uh, sorry james go ahead uh
1: i mean i don't have a ton either I've i've watched abilene a few times they got a lot of guys who can bringing threes, and I mean, I watched the second half of their last game against whoever it was, Nichols State maybe, and yeah. they had, they, it felt like every three took was just net every time, uh, so they can definitely heat it up, but I think Texas, like you guys said, just too many veterans on that team to have a, a slip up like this in the first round, so I'm going to move Texas on, but I don't really have a real play here.
0: I I love I love this Texas team. I think they are built like a champion ncaa champion i think this could be a very very sketchy game for texas i'm not going to go ahead and say that abilene christian wins i think they're going to be very live here texas turns the ball over a bunch abilene christian has the best defensive turnover rate in the country um the reason why i love this over so much is because i think that both of these teams are going to be in transition a lot and i think that uh Well, both of these teams just hack the crap out of their opponents. So I do kind of like that. Um, And then I also – Abilene Christian does a very good job of defending the three-point line, and that's where Texas scores a bunch of their points. And Abilene Christian can make this game very interesting if they come out firing. They're a very efficient three-point shooting team. Um, And I think that they have – They have a very good big man who can – he won't present problems. Texas will have a definite front-court advantage. But Abilene Christian is not, like, a very small team. They have two good but small six-foot guards. After that, they got sized and like, a lot of length. And this is a deep team, too. So I think Abilene Christian could give Texas a scare a little bit. I will not be shocked at all if they win this game. And that's tough coming from a guy who has beaten the Texas drums since what feels like – Last July, last June. So, do you like Abilene plus nine, then? I do like Abilene plus nine.
1: You made a pretty compelling case there. I kind of like that, too. Uh,
0: But, Texas advances. Yeah. Um, Matt Matt Coleman is just too clutch. He's going to hit that a little step back mid-range, too, to ice the game. Um, UConn taking on Maryland. UConn laying two and a half. Totals at 130 and a half. This was... This was a it was it was a sad moment when I saw these two teams were playing each other. Um, I love UConn. I love this Maryland team. James, help me out. Who's winning this game?
1: Oh, I'm so stuck on this one. I I've gone back and forth. Right now, I'm leaning Maryland. Though. I just both these teams can get in huge offensive droughts, which makes me like under the most of anything in this game, but. Oh, I think this is just going to come down at the very end of the game. It's just going to be one of those 50-50 games. Whoever makes the play wins the game. Uh, oh. I'll, be, I'll be 50-50. You guys go, and then I'll decide. I can't decide.
0: Dude, I told you to help me out.
1: All right. I, I'm so stuck.
2: All right, I got you guys. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I don't really have a player either, but if I had to pick one way, I do like the under. <laughs> um and i think i you like suck. yeah i like no, no no i got it don't worry i like uconn to advance and i think i like uconn to cover i think these are both obviously great defensive teams and i think uconn is just the better defensive team if that makes any sense and most of that is without book Knight. so like give me uconn uconn to advance uconn to cover and the under um I'm, yeah
0: okay i, I, I... This is, this is my game, James. Back off. Um, okay. I, I I have to roll with UConn. Um, Maryland is great at like they have, they're so long and athletic, but they're not big. And I think that's going to kill them here. I think that Sunogo could feast. I think that Isaiah Whaley could feast. Um, I think that so Maryland will be able to keep Connecticut off the boards for the most part, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it enough nor manufacture the second-chance points of their own to um, hang with UConn. I think now that Knight's back, they've just got a little too much firepower. If R.J. Cole does not play, UConn could be in trouble here. But um, I think Connecticut is just far too good inside on defense for uh, Maryland to um, – kind of score enough to hang with UConn. Um, it's tough. I think that both of these teams could beat Alabama. And um, I don't, I would not be surprised at all if Maryland gets through and ends up beating in Bama too. So, but I like where UConn is at more. They have so much momentum right now, ever since book night has come back, they have just been wildly efficient and have been very, um, they've been soaring up, whether it's like Ken Palm rankings, Torvik rankings, you name it. Um, book night meant that much. I wish a cook, a cook was able to come back. I imagine he's not going to play, but I did say this would happen. This UConn team is special. Go Huskies. I Normally I hate UConn too. I, I hate that I like that team. Alabama, lane 16 and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Who are we advancing here?
1: Uh, UConn. UConn
0: um my computer would load okay here we go alabama lane 60 and a half for siona total is 147 and a half james uh you and i both like this over i bet this over i bet i uh, uh, co- i bet at 146 i want to say i think 146
1: uh, yeah that's what it was when we uh, talked about on sunday
0: okay um james or excuse me nate i've not heard your thoughts but i know you have you have a uh, sweet little breakdown for this game so i'd love to hear it
2: yeah, um touching on that number real quick, it's tough not to bet that number when Alabama's playing, but is it the Iona Gales? Iona Gales. Yeah, I Gales. I think you're right. Yeah, give yeah. me the Gales. Rick Patino's gonna have the boys ready to go. Um, he's gonna have some dancers in the in the bubble. It's gonna be nice. Uh plus there's your plus one thousand dog lock. Um yeah, Gales to advance. There you go. Quick
0: update. Um Rick Pitino will lead Iona to a victory because he's getting his guys strippers the night before, according to Nate. So there you go. Tweet
1: it. He's sneaking them in the bubble.
0: Yep. That would be That's dressing up like guys. That's
2: what they need right now. None of the teams have that advantage. That is true. A Ronda Rousey school of a uh, pregame.
0: That sounds like a South Park episode. Rick <laughs> Pitino sneaking in strippers in the uh, NCAA tournament bubble. It's the next episode, actually. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I I need to be a writer. Um, but in more serious news, James, what what are your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, I think Bama wins by a million. I can
0: see that. I, I I
1: didn't I didn't love the way they played at the end of the year, but for that stretch between January and February, you can make the argument they were the best team in the country for that little stretch. And I didn't I didn't think they played that well in the SEC tournament, and they still won. They found ways to win those games, so I think that can go a long way. In March.
0: Um, I agree, and I if if their path wasn't so difficult, I would be more bullish on their chances to go far. But it's and I mean I'm not considering Iona when I say this, but it just seems like after this game they're gonna have tough game after tough game after tough game, and it's hard to play perfect. It's hard to play perfect that long to, um, kind of get there. So. Alabama advances. Um, oh, my veto, I don't know. Thank I I, know. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even let you do that. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah,
2: you you got to let me use my veto. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All
0: right. You guys are running out of time. You might have two, you might have two left for tomorrow each. I'd be okay with that. Uh, no. Michigan against the Bonnies. Who advances? Same Adventure. I had
1: LSU, so I'll go with the Bonnies too. Go Bonneys.
0: But Bonnies. that delivers
1: – we saw Michigan last year really struggle, and We saw it against Ohio State again. So, he's oh. the X factor. He's not there. Different Michigan think, team.
0: And team they would sh- they'll they struggle even more against Oshun Oshuni if he's able to keep Dickinson in check. Um, and uh, it's are a long athletic team, too. So, I think the Bonnies are kind of built to beat Michigan. Colorado versus Florida State. Florida, Florida State. Florida State, too good. Florida State, uh, Florida State versus the Bonnies.
1: Florida state
0: Florida state Florida state um uh, we're just agreeing on everything BYU taking on Texas Texas
2: chaos uh part of me really wants to take I'm gonna
0: go out in Atlanta I'm gonna say BYU
2: yeah really okay all right makes Bama's path easier
0: you mean UConn's UConn I mean Bama. Bama uh Bama, am I allowed to use my veto on this? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you could. You could. Let's go, (laughs) UConn, baby! Woo! All right, um, BYU taking on UConn.
1: Oh, UConn.
0: (laughs) James, you don't like UConn, do you? I said UConn. Oh, I thought you said BYU. Nate, you said no. Nate said
1: said BYU. I feel right. a little
0: stiffy for BYU right now. Yeah, he does. WCC love. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: WCC love.
0: I gotta roll with Yukon. Um, right. You're good with that? Yes. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> you bastard. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't like, really I gotta care u- about this.
2: I gotta use it, right?
0: I mean, you <laughs> could save it for tomorrow if you really wanted.
2: Uh, all right, I'll save it for tomorrow. Fine. All right, whatever. Okay. In. Uh, this is
0: uh, this is very enjoyable for me. Um, Florida State, yukon Florida State. Florida State. The dream ends here. Florida State. Um, Florida State, Gonzaga M- matching up for what? The third time in a row.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: James, I'll let you go first. Uh, Zags. I-,
1: I got the Zags winning it all. So I think the train ends here for Florida State.
0: Nate, I,
2: I will say, historically, Florida State always gives Gonzaga problems. I know, I, but March Madness, we've seen that. But this is a Gonzaga team that's different than the past one. So, give me the Zags.
0: Florida State is built. This team is built to beat Gonzaga. Just, I don't think you can beat Gonzaga by slowing the game down and like focusing on stopping them. I think you have to score with them. So I think Florida State is one of those teams with the best chance to beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga's winning this game. Gonzaga to the final. Um, all right. So there you have it. The left side of the bracket. Very excited to get into the South and the Midwest tomorrow. Any closing thoughts?
1: No. Chalky in the second region until the Sweet 16 – or the round of 32, but – I think there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff this March without fans. I mean, unseen things before leads to wild results, so it's going to be fun. Two 15, and then we got another side to talk about tomorrow.
2: Two fifteen seeds beating a two seed—that's that's my bold guess.
1: Well, you already named one of them tonight, so Grand I guess we'll have to wait until we to find out the second. And oh, you Oral didn't name tonight.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I didn't even think about that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't have to name him. I'm just gonna, you
0: know. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Um, make sure you guys go and download the BetSperts app and follow us on there at the SharpSide Pod. You'll find us under the same handle on Twitter at the SharpSide Pod. Go follow us there if you have not already. Um, very excited. Go rate, review, subscribe if you have not on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Um, it's an exciting time, an exciting week. We finally have it back be ready for more tomorrow for the sharp side pod thank you guys all for listening let's go win some money we're not done yet